You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It was a violation of trust, Sarah. There was <laughs> an agreement. <laughs> I had an agreement with them in my house, and uh, you know, because we have a mutual enemy, which are insects, and I thought. We had a good agreement about that. Like, you stay on your side, you stay on the walls, up in the corners. I won't take you down. You live. Yeah, I'll yeah. let you hang out there. You come into my bed, oh no. It's a whole different world. Oh, it's on. Oh, yeah. it went into your bed? It was one of the creepiest things to ever wake up to. Oh. It, and you have a lot of creepy things that you wake up to in your house. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Most notably, Kenny standing above you asking you, what's the Wi-Fi password? Oh, that still gives me nightmares. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the Internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today. I do want to say this. Um, we're just going to talk here for a minute at the beginning because we want to play our interview that we had this morning. We do. With, with Brent Morin, who with, was awesome. Yeah, Brent Morin is absolutely hilarious. He stopped by the studio this morning. And so we're, we're going to play that here in just a minute. And we'll talk a little bit more about it just before we play the interview. He is at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, though, here in Portland. That's July 10th and July 11th. Highly suggest going to see him. He Highly was, suggested. You know, because we don't know him. You know, most of the comedians that come in, you know, especially on the first time, duh, we don't know them. And so yeah. you never know exactly how the interview is going to go or like what if it's going to like take legs and start running. And this one was a fantastic interview. It was really great. He was amazing. He was, he was very funny. And uh, I think that you're really going to enjoy it. Absolutely. So we're going to be playing that here in a minute. And then we've got a bunch of other stuff that we'll get to today, too. Do you want to say if you're a fan of our show, of course, don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com. You can click on the Amazon link there. Or we have our Cyber Mall. If you do shopping, like if you if you buy plane tickets and hotels and, uh, well, if you don't, not the whole hotel, but a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, various other things like Think Geek. We've got our Cyber Mall. That is right there at funemploymentradio.com, too. And all it takes is one click. Just click, click. One click Just helps one. us out tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So real quick, though, what I was talking about at the beginning. Yeah, tell I'm me sorry. about this. I didn't realize that there was that much of an invasion. You said that you had a spider thing. <sighs> I didn't know what. I'm a, little, I'm a little tired, and it's because of what happened last night. And it, seriously, I, I've got... I've got I've got like rules set up at my house, and I think a sure. lot of people may have these rules, and it has to do with the spiders in my house. Now, down in the basement, I had Spider City, which which did exist, and I kind of let that be its own thing. Mm-hmm. You, it ran you its left course. them you left them alone. Left them alone. Their civilization crashed on their own, but I had no hand in it. I was like, well, I'll, I'll just let nature take its course down this little section of my basement because I don't want to go in there. That's Spider City. Mm-hmm. I left them alone. Sure. I let them have their That was place. very respectful of you. I was. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, I have the rest of them in the house. And we all know I'm very prone to bug bites. In fact, I have a bug bite. I kid you not. I got bit by a mosquito on the tip of my you pinky. You are so irritating about this goddamn bug bite. I've been complaining about it all day. It's on my pinky, Sarah. I got bit by a mosquito on my pinky. Yeah, Greg, and every time that he has said this about, I'm not even exaggerating, probably about 15 times. Like, it's on my pinky, Sarah. I can't, I can't type. do anything. I can't type. I can't reach my hand in my pocket without brushing my bug bite, and then my finger itches. Life is hard for me sometimes, yes. and this is one of those situations. So because of that, though, I'm very pro-spider. I'm pro spider because they keep down the other bugs that bite me until last night. So this this is why I'm tired. It was probably about three in the morning last night. Sound asleep, feeling good. And, you know, I like slowly start waking up and I'm I've I, I woke up and I felt like 
almost like something was brushing against me. I'm like, what's brushing what's against you? What do you mean brushing? Well, against and I, I have a fan on, so I was like, oh, it's just the fan blowing on me. Like, ignore it. Go back to sleep. I didn't even open my eyes, and. Then I felt it again. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's like tickling my arm or something. Like, is it blowing the sheet onto my arm or what's going on? Or it feels odd. And then it switched places up further on my arm. And I felt it. And I woke up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Something's wrong. And I looked down and there was a giant spider crawling all over me. Oh, my God. In using my bed. your body as an amusement park? Yep. But, oh. Yeah. Basically. Crawling all over me all night long. This thing had probably been in my oh bed. Oh my god! Completely oh, this is violating me itchy. This the is rules of me trust itchy. that I had set up, and now I don't know what to do because if the spiders aren't respecting me, I can't respect the spiders, and that's that's kind of where the problem is right now at my house. I don't know what to do. Like I could go on a whole rampage war, you know, and and I could I could take them down if I wanted to, you know. But the problem is I have to sleep sometime. That is. And Will getting, you ever sleep again? I don't know. I didn't. Can really... you ever sleep again with the spider's soft caress of your body as you're laying there thinking you're safe? It took me an hour and a half to get back to sleep because I just every every little movement I would just think that oh no, there's another spider on me. Uh, uh, like anytime I, I was just imagining my bed full of spiders. Well, yeah, as one would. Hey, ladies. So, so I, that's Greg just... Nibbler and his bed full of spiders, ladies. Come over, check out my bed full of spiders in my converted attic. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. What it was, I just couldn't go back to sleep. So I, I'm a little bit tired. I've had a lot of coffee today to try to, to try to make up for that, which we all know always ends so well. It always ends well. Yes, it always ends ends very well for me. So that's that's all I wanted to get there, though. I just want to say I'm I'm coming to a point where now I've got to make a decision, you know. And they they threw the first punch. The spiders threw the first punch. What do you even do with that? Well, I mean, I could I could get myself some raid and I could go to town. I can make them hurt. I could make them pay for okay, what they did. Okay, but I mean, they've done a lot of good. This is the first, like, super violation. Oh, I can't even, like, talk about that. It was just crawling around your body. It was crawling, crawling around, around my like body. It was a little marathon in race my, on Greg Nibbler. In my arm hair. It was burrowing in there. For all I know, it, it could have been in there. It was burrowing in there. It oh could have been God. in there for hours. Maybe it was looking for its friend that had already climbed into your mouth. That, the problem is that's really gross to think about. So yeah, I know it's possible. I know people eat spiders sometimes, but um, yeah, a giant spider, how big? Well, I'll say this. And I know this kind of spider can't bite me because it's not possible, but it was a big, giant, daddy, long legs crawling all over my arm, and I didn't like it. What did it feel like? like did they have like... Tiny little, like, like somebody was taking a little tiny feather and like tickling my arm <gasps> hair. Just like running it up my arm. Okay, all right, that's just bad. Yeah, and I'm sorry to bring this out here. I'm just saying I want, I want help on to know what to do because I think I've got to. I, I they declared war essentially. What did you do with the so they so, fired the first shot? All right, I understand, but what did you do with the spider after it attacked you? Did you like let it roam free? Did you let it go back to its home? <laughs> no way. Okay, it violated it, death. It violated. Yeah, punishable by death. That correct? was the punishment. That is the punishment. That was the punishment. It was swift. And it was, uh, yeah, very severe, swift, severe, and just the punishment that that spider got. Yeah, he won't be he won't be crawling on anybody else. But the problem, well, is hopefully, I don't know the other spiders learn a lesson from that. They're like, oh no, we broke the treaty. I'm hoping so. Leave, I should leave him out as an example. You should have left him out as an example. Yeah. Yes, yeah, stick his like mangled corpse back into his web. Yeah, and be like, here, this is what happens this when is you what violate happens. the protective zone around Greg's you stop bed. Stop being polite and start being real. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Jenke in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, you can go there. Uh, live subscriptions are awesome. Six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Uh, Mr. Jenke says, wait, we're just talking about a daddy long legs here. Yes, 
It is just a daddy long legs, but nonetheless. There is no such thing as just a daddy long legs in your bed, crawling on your bare skin at 3 o'clock in the morning. There's, there cannot ever exist a just in front of the word daddy long legs. No. If it's not 3 it's o'clock in the, in the morning, climbing on you in your bed. Yeah. No, that doesn't. Yep. That that goes for any kind. And of it bug. had probably been tooling around in there for all oh. kinds of all, the whole night. I don't know. I don't know what it was up to. I don't know what it did, but I, I just found it at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it was obviously heading towards my head. That's. I mean, that's the. That's did you take the, a shower today? Have you checked your hair for spiders? I, oh yes. Okay. Oh, I've got a lot of hair that could burrow in they there. They could burrow in there and could have like a little. You could have some webbing, like you. Don't I don't want to think hair. about that. Okay, okay, let's not think about this anymore. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about our amazing interview yes, that we had. Yes, let's skip that. That's, that's all. I just want to explain why I'm a little bit tired today. But yes, let's let's get to our interview. So uh, Brent Morin, and I want to uh, tell you guys who he is. So um, if you guys know who Ron Funches is, Ron Funches is here from Portland, Oregon, originally. Now he's in L.A. and he's a big, huge star. Uh, big, huge star in comedy. Um, was just in the newest Will Ferrell movie, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, he had a part um, in that. Get Hard. Get Hard, yeah. Yep. He was in that, and uh, he is also... Portland boy done good. Yeah, done real good. And Ron is just a fantastic guy. And he is on a sitcom on NBC called Undateable. And Undateable is just got renewed for their third season. So it's been on for two seasons already that you can watch. And it's kind of like a cast of stand-up comics. And we talk about it a little bit with Brent, but Brent Morin is one of the co-stars on the show. So it's uh, Ron is on it and Brent Morin and uh, Chris Delia and like a, b- a bunch of other people are on there. And it's just kind of a, a group. They got a group of stand-up comedians together and said, OK, we're going to write a show for you guys. Mm-hmm. And Brent is one of those people. And we had never met Brent before. And let me just say he is really, really, really fantastic. He is great. Very funny guy. Um, and he, we talked for quite a while mm-hmm. about all kinds of different things. Yeah, so we'll be here. Uh, live listeners will be here in the chat. We can be BSN about everything that we're talking about in the interview. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a really fun one. But, yeah, we want to play that for you. Mm-hmm. And, again, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow and, you know, and all over the country because I know people listen to our show all over the country and, and the world. And the world. All over the Internet, sir. And uh, if you do get a chance, go see Brent and let him know you heard him here on Fun Employment Radio, yeah. too. Yeah, he was he was spectacular. So let's get to it. I'm, I'm re- yeah. excited to play this. All right, so let's go ahead and do it. Here it is, Brent Morin on FunEmploymentRadio.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Do another one. Yeah, yeah, say whatever you want, dude. You can make All right, fun of us. I will. I'm going make... to. Don't. <laughs> this is Ron Funches, and you're getting your daily fun employment check with Greg and Sarah. And Fun Employment Radio. That was like way overblown. <laughs> After that, I know it went on for like probably twenty minutes of Ron like reading stuff and then getting like going back and forth about. He had to things. whittle it down. Yeah. A little By bit. the way, yeah. every time Ron speaks in life, that music comes in. Right <laughs> I know. I found That's that this how morning, magical like, his voice is. I know, right? <laughs> he is a magic man. It's gonna be okay, Brent. <laughs> oh. uh, welcoming to Fun Employment Radio, Brent Morin. Hello. Hi. Hi, Brent. I can hear the music behind your voice too. Yeah. What would like, it be? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. That's what it is. <laughs> It'd be the worst. Well, how are you enjoying Portland so far? I love it so far. Yeah. I'm living here. I'm going to live here in this room here. here. Right, right here. here. If you don't mind. In our yeah. toasty room. Not at all. Well, there's a no living in the building policy we did have to sign. Really? But we won't tell on you. 
Yeah, it's true because people would rent these for the workspace. Oh, yeah, but how strict are they? You know what I mean? I bet you could get away with it. that bad. There's a lot of weird people in this building anyway. For for anybody who doesn't know, we have a studio. I mean, our studio is nice, but it's in a building full of other businesses. Yeah. And you'll see random people walking around like barefoot or That's not picky about the businesses. Like there there are some – a couple years ago, there was maybe a hot tie stone massage uh, prostitute. Upstairs? Yeah. Wow. It's mm-hmm. a yeah, lot on a business card. That is it's, so much. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Hot tie, stone massage, and prostitute. <laughs> exactly. Well, and accountant. Like, we, what? Yeah, really? All of it. Yeah, we found her online advertisement. And it was a picture. Her, her head was cut off in the picture. It was just her body. And Not like decapitated, but yeah, 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 cut yeah. out of the picture. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that that was all the picture was. So. It was just a bikini. Because you knew you were getting. Rocks. That was about it. Hmm. Bikini rocks. Bikini rocks. Yeah. Bikini rocks start a billion dollar business. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your show last night? Because that was, was your first great. of many. Yes, yes. first of uh, four more. Two tonight, two tomorrow. That's called promoting yourself. Yeah, uh, Comedy 10. Club. <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. I had a fantastic time. Oh. I think tonight's going to be even better. I'm really excited. Now, did I read it right that do you write down your material or is this something, do you just kind of do like more of a storytelling? I'm more storytelling. I don't yeah. really write it down. If I write it down, it won't be as funny. I mm. don't have the, the joke writing ability of Ron Funches, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I need to, I look like a schizophrenic. Like I kind of do it out loud in my apartment or on the street. I'm like, oh no, it'd be funny if I said that. And then I just do it on stage and I rewrite it on stage. But it is written. It's just written like Jay-Z. I'm like Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm, the Jay-Z of comedy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Jay-Z of comedy. Yeah, a lot of people say that a ton of people have said that <laughs> what was the name of the documentary about how uh, jay-z uh, fade to black fade to black yeah. yeah i watched that that was amazing he when doesn't he was write anything up. Down. he doesn't write anything he's just in the sound booth and he hears the a fucking hook and then he's just like yeah just comes up with it it's amazing wow it's, yeah he does that little wayne does that too but it, it's funny if you watch i've seen i've seen a lot of documentaries on rappers and i watched little wayne do it it's funny to me because he, he's so high when he's <laughs> yeah. doing it he's like yeah yeah there it is and it's like <laughs> and some of his lines are great i mean i can't understand a lot of the shit he's saying but some <laughs> of them are really good and i was like oh that that to me is more impressive to have like actually make a song in your head mm-hmm. like, yeah rhyming it as opposed to stand up because if i mess up i could just be like Haha, i meant to do that <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, he gets it. But it both, it's kind of storytelling in two different ways, though. Yeah, it's it the is. same kind of thing. Thank you. I am a rapper. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You are. You yeah. are the little Wayne of <laughs> <a rapper>. comedy. <laughs> little Wayne. <laughs> little, little Wayne. I know. I feel so weird when you do the little. Little. Yeah, you have to do it, though. Like, how do you say uh, 50 cent? 50 cent. Do you say 50 cent? You have to do it. You have to say 50 cent. Mm-hmm. It is 50 yeah. cent. As a white man, say 50 cent. I, I had can't to, stand it. Don't say 50 cent. It's like somebody, a white guy ordering Mexican food and being so Spanish, you know? Yeah. It's just say it. Burrito. Burrito. It was like an enchilada. Yeah. It's like, calm down. All right. Yo, you listen to 50 cent? No, I listen to 50 cent. That's and so do you. Okay, Elliot? And Elliot eats quesadillas. Zachary. Yeah. Yo, that new 50 cent album. No, 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 no. It's like I grew up in a town. I grew up in Connecticut, whitest place, in a town called South Windsor. And people in my – it's very white. I want everybody to know I didn't come from money. If you're thinking I'm not giving them money for the it show. Sound, it, it does sound sounds, My name is Brent Morin from South Windsor, Connecticut. I mean – can you say senator? Like that's so. But my parents were both teachers, so we didn't have money. But everybody around me did, and all the rich kids who had like they had like a nice like like Range Rover, and they would drive to school and complain. And it's funny because they would spend the money on like wood paneling. I never got more mad at somebody when they were like, you know, I could have gotten a sound system, but I decided the wood paneling is better investment. But they would call our town S Dub. 
Wow. So everybody would be like, are you, are you in S-Dub? And I was like, no, 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 I'm in South Windsor because that's not a thing. <laughs> so it's in the Urban Dictionary. If you look it up, it gives a great description of people who call South Windsor, Connecticut, S-Dub. Also, that's the great divide, the S-Dub people and the South Windsor people. Yeah. Wow. So all the rich kids would be like, who... By the way, one of my best friends would call it S-Dub, and he was captain of his sailing team at his boarding school. <laughs> you can't call it S-Dub when you're captain of a sailing team in high school. <laughs> Who the fuck is captain of a sailing team at 16 that didn't grow up in, like, master and commander? You know, like, right? that's... Oh my- who sails that much at I, 16? Especially, like, living in the Northwest, like, a sailing team is so foreign to yeah. us. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like the most pompous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because he All played hockey, pictures, goes yeah. to boarding school, and then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm on the sailing team. I was like, team? Do you race other boats? How do you even get the boats there? Right, You have yeah. to sail to the competition? I don't even know how that works. How do you do that? That is a good point. Yeah, how do they do that? Ever how does of- it work? It's yeah. magic. And no, we really want to compete against this other team, but we run out of water to get our boat over there. Like, how does it? W- I don't know how sailing teams work. Might as well be playing Quidditch. Did I just oh, say Quidditch? I really you just did enjoy a, Quidditch a good job. Harry, did a Potter, Harry Potter, Potter reference. reference. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a sport that doesn't make sense to me. That was the Jay Z of comedy. Everybody, right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought of that in my mind. I didn't write that down. <laughs> I know. I am so of... happy you defaulted to Quidditch out yeah. of all the random sports in the world. Well, you know why? Because when I that movie came out, he started. That was like about the time he's my he's my best friend too, and he started going to boarding school, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and when I went and visited him, I was like, this is Hogwarts. It looks like Hogwarts. <laughs> was and it big and stone and It fancy? was stone and fancy. And it was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, oh. there's no magic. And he's like, just, come on, Brent. It's no magic. <laughs> and then it was sailing team. So I would, that's how my brand came to that. I have to explain my comedy. I like that's it. What I do. It's like the criterion commentary. <laughs> criterion commentary, I just said. I'm being more, more and more pretentious so right was, now. So it was a boarding school? Like, is it one of those things where, like, he was a bad kid and, like, his parents yeah. were like, you're going to go to boarding school if you yeah. don't shape up. He had straight F's in school. Uh. This is the benefit of growing up in like upper middle class. If you're a fuck up in middle school yeah. and your parents have enough money, they send you to a boarding school and then you go to a good college and get a great job because now he has an amazing job. He's completely shifted and changed. Yeah. And he finally admitted to me, he goes, honestly, Brent, they were just paying for me to get good grades because he would get below. <laughs> like he said, his teachers would make him retake tests until he got at least a B. Because it's like thirty plus thousand a year you're paying for your kid to go to that school. Oh yeah, they're gonna so they pass. live there too and everything. Yeah, you live there. School, and it was yeah. co-ed. And he and what? the stories that I heard, it was like he got in way more trouble there than he ever did in <laughs> our hometown. Because why wouldn't you? You're basically going to college early. You yeah, know? yeah. A bunch of high school kids in a co-ed. Yeah, whose parents there, don't yeah. give a shit about them, so they kind of lash yeah, out. Yeah, and they can and do whatever the fuck they drugs. want and still get like yeah. great grades. Oh yeah, Damn. yeah. Because if they messed up, he'd have to take a test like ten times until he got a, like an A. Wow. Yeah. I know. Because think about it. If you go to one of those schools, who? what do you look at? You look at, okay, the percentage of people who go to Harvard and Yale and go to this. And mm-hmm. like, you want to you go to a school where your kid's going to have the best opportunity to go to a great college. Yeah. So the school also doesn't want you to fail either. Wow, I'm shutting down the whole system. <laughs> <laughs> this is real good. It's the New England boarding school tradition. <laughs> I always wanted to go, too, because I was like a C student. So yeah, I was like, I want to go to fucking me. boarding school and go right. to a good college. And they're like, no, you got to stay here and be a comedian. No, you don't. You don't want to get in a Toy Soldiers kind of scenario, though. Did you ever see that movie? The one with the little toys? No, with the toy, <laughs> toy Soldiers. No, it was about a, a men's boarding school in New England. Yes. And they were like taken over by terrorists. I was talking about the, the one with the little toys that come to I life. I remember that Wasn't one. Wasn't that Toy too. Soldiers? Toy, as well? toy Story. 
No, no, Toy, Toy Story. Story. That's a great one too. <laughs> Toy Soldier's the one with the little army men who like the, the, fight the the people. Okay, like the the British army oh, men, right? Uh, no. no, is that the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Am I mixing this up no, too much? That's not, no. no, you guys are going to some good movies. I'm going to one, I think, like, I'm not, I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in it, but he probably it's, would be. Oh, it's that quality. Wow. It was that quality. Okay. Where they're so getting shot point. at. You got to find JTT. it. JTT. I think it's called Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. All right, I'm looking this up. You were thinking about a, a groundbreaking documentary. No, it wasn't a documentary. It was, uh, I think it had, like, uh, Brendan Fraser <laughs> in movie it. Talk. Oh, Brendan Fraser, that's School Ties. Not School Ties. Fuck, I know that one, too. God damn it. Here. Small Soldiers. That's what it Small is. Small Soldiers. Told. Yes. Although, I got to be honest, that's I think Toy they... Soldiers made a lot more sense for that movie. It was literally Toy Soldiers. <laughs> All right, yes, Toy Soldiers was a movie that came out in 1991 about a boarding school taken, uh, uh, taken over by terrorists. Oh. And it had Sean, uh, which one was the one from Goonies? Sean Aust- Astin? Sean yep. Astin. Yeah, yep. Sean Astin. Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Yep. Rudy's in it. So He's the main guy. Real good what, stuff. What Will year did, did School Ties come out? Can you check uh, that out? Yeah, I sure can. Because I want to know if he was just on like, if he got real good. like a boarding school, like that was his niche. That was 90, kind of a thing. 94? I Matt Damon was in that movies. too. It had to be like Matt 94. Damon was such a dick in that movie. I know. <sighs> Uh, 1992. All right. Wow. So he was so all back in boarding back. school films. I bet he just got it. mad and goes, I don't want to do any more boarding, boarding school movies. <laughs> Encino Man. Yeah. <laughs> Get me something different. All right. How about this? Is Paulie Shore in it? How did you know? <laughs> well, now I want to watch all of these movies. All right. Yeah, there we go. Let's watch them. All right. <laughs> Here we go. everybody. <laughs> Let's all sync our computers and watch it together. I love it. Actually, we've done that before with Clue. How do you sync your computers? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, you can... So, everyone... Here oh, comes sorry. the boring explanation. Just really quick. All right. Well, we have a live stream, so people yes. can listen live. And so, like, if we'll, like, start, like, a free movie on Netflix or whatever, then everyone starts at the same time, and then we'll do commentary as everyone's watching the movie at the same time. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's That's almost fun. like poetry. It is. It's I like lot. that. Almost like rap, like Little Wayne. Almost like Lil Wayne. Like Little Wayne. It's close. Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For 50 cent. So, you didn't go to boarding school, but you I ended didn't. up doing comedy. Uh-huh. Wasn't that a segue? Because I heard you mention it, and then I started talking about the toy soldiers thing. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I started doing comedy at 18 in 18. L.A. Yeah. I started in L.A., not in Connecticut. There wasn't a big comedy scene in Connecticut. <laughs> um, I also didn't know I had any interest in stand-up until I moved to L.A. Because uh, I was in film school, hence all the wild film references that I keep bringing up mm. for no reason. <laughs> Even though I couldn't get small soldiers and toy soldiers right. <laughs> um, either way, go see small soldiers. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Swaha, um, that other guy. It really did have Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> did it? Oh, I don't know. No. I was asking you. I was just naming all the guys who fizzled out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All The, bu- the like- guy from Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, See? Oh, you can't even remember. Who was the third? There was a Ryder third. Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. Wow. wow. Yeah. I reached deep Damn. for that yeah. one. Ryder Strong, yeah. Ben Savage, Fred Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. Who's another one? Fred Savage still does stuff. Just not on camera. Fred is directing. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think he's in a show funny. now. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything for a while. I was he watching directs an episode a lot of, of uh, Sunny, and he was Yeah, he does a lot of other stuff. There we go. Now All we're right. talking about Fred Savage. Back to uh, L.A. Fuck you, Fred Savage. So- <laughs> oh, wait, no. I might want to work with you. Thank you, Fred Savage. <laughs> we'll cut that out and post it. No, fun. you don't have to. You okay. just said it was live, so I know it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you start. So, what was the deciding factor? Like, when you were like, I'm in film school, and then what got you interested well, in Well, I was in film school, and I, I knew I was going to be doing comedy films like and i looked at like woody allen and albert brooks and all these guys that i really liked and i would do research on them i realized they all did stand-up first and so i was 18 couldn't go anywhere and i went to a comedy club and i saw it live and i was like 
wow, I was like, this is what I, everything I want because I want to be a performer, but I also want to write and I want to direct. And you're basically doing that in stand-up. Like you mm-hmm. direct your motions and you, you write what you're going to do and you perform it. And so I tried it. I was horrible and mm. delusional enough to think that I could be good at it. And I kept doing it, hoping that, oh, maybe this could be the way I get an agent and get this and this. And then, I, and then I'd be that person who went, oh, I used to do stand-up. Or somebody would go, did you know Brent used to do stand-up? That was <laughs> right. But I fell in love with it. And now that I have a show, I'm... I you think that's the time you stop and I'm doing it just as much. I'm oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, it's like forty shows a month still. I just keep doing it. I love it. So and, the show that wow. Brent's talking about is the show Undateable. Yes, which is amazing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so when you're filming that, so you film while during filming, are you also like going out and yeah. doing sets? As well, well, that's the luxury of being on a multicam sitcom as mm. opposed to like a New Girl or Modern Family where it takes twelve hours to shoot. Being on a multicam where it's live audience and it's multiple cameras like a Friends or Seinfeld. Um, you, you like I work ten to two, and then tape night is like we get in at like ten a.m. and then we wrap by like eleven p.m. and that's one day, and that's we shoot the whole episode. So All it's really day, such wow. a great. That's cool. And usually the way they do is three weeks on, you shoot three episodes, you know, one a week, and then you get a week off, and then they come back. And our boss, uh, Bill Lawrence, who did Scrubs and Spin City, is like the greatest guy ever. He loved that. He just put a show together. Where he's like, I just want funny people who can improvise and kind of know each other. And it was coincidence. It wasn't created by us. It was like, I'm best friends with Chris Lee. I've known him since I was 18. He was my first friend in comedy. My buddy Rick Glassman was uh, my neighbor in my apartment complex and was a waiter when I was a PA and when we were auditioning for this show. And we carpooled to the test together. Wow. And, we, and the reason he's in my apartment complex is because I got him in there because we were already friends for like six, seven years. We're like a married couple. And then Ron Funches, who the fuck doesn't love him? Oh, if you don't love right. him, he is the most the worst. lovable person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So terrible we all being. knew each other already and we were the first people cast. And I was like, holy shit, I get to, it's like, like hanging out in a treehouse with your best friends. Like you're just sitting there laughing. And then you have a boss who goes, you know what, we're going to shoot on Wednesdays instead of Fridays so you guys have your weekends to do stand up. And it's like, wow, we, we didn't ask you to do that. Like it was the greatest. That's incredible. Yeah, it was like a daydream. I'm sure I'll wake up. Um, but now we're live. That's the Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, so yeah. it's starting in October, right? Yeah, we start October and we're fall, which is what we wanted because they put us on in the summer because we were a group of people that were either waiters or PAs or struggling stand-ups. Mm. We weren't famous. We're not names. So they And they didn't know what to do with us. So they just – but we were funny. And they and we go and do these like panels and stuff to promote a show, and we, nobody knew us, but it was just crowd work for us, and we'd kill. And they're like, "Well, there's something there." So critics were like, "Funniest panel this year was the Undateable panel." <laughs> then people are like, "Who the fuck is Undateable?" You know. So they kind of thought there was something there, but they put us in the summer, kind of to burn us off. Mm-hmm. Like back to back episodes premiere on Memorial Day, finale on July 3rd. I mean, couldn't be worse. Right. Yeah, that's like, a thing. Setup. But we did better than their fall shows. So then they moved. They were like, well, we can't get rid of them, can we? So then they were like, let's put a mid-season after The Voice, but not when The Voice premieres. And then they did that, and we did well again. And we beat out, we were beating out New Girl this year somehow. And I was like, now they were like, fine, we'll give them fall, but it's going to be all live. Because we did one live episode this year, and that was the happiest I've ever seen in that work. And I really? give props to NBC, too, for keeping us on. You know, because sitcoms, shows come and go so I mean, fast. three seasons, that's yeah. unreal. That's unreal. really great. And there used to be a time you could do 22 episodes for a season, which was a good thing because shows were allowed to figure out what the fuck the show was, mm-hmm. you know, where now it's like our first season was 13 and our second was 10. So technically we've done one full season and the show has taken more of a form and it's like people go, wow, season two is so 
great. And I go, yeah, well, it's a lot better than season one because we were like, oh, shit, that's your character. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or for me, Ron and Rick, it's like, oh, that's how you do that now because we've never done this shit before. So yeah. it's right. like, hey, Brent, stop moving your arms so much, you know, or stop. Ron just looked at the camera, you know, like there was <laughs> <laughs> go to my Instagram. You'll see a picture I have of Ron looking at the camera. It's the fucking I, <laughs> I think I wrote too. Ron's killing so hard. He's even letting the people at home know. <laughs> Ron's the only person, by the way, who would get a laugh every take. Because it's a live audience. It's 400 people. And I used to say to uh, Chris D'Elia, who was like the most popular guy on our show before we would film. And like everybody liked him. That's why we'd get an audience. And I said, mark my words, when we do curtain calls, Ron will get the biggest response. And every time we did curtain call, they go, and Ron Funches. It would be the biggest response. (laughs) And I would look at Chris and I'd be like, a little bit bigger than you. you." And Chris is like, it's really fucking bothering me. (laughs) And he's the only guy who would get a laugh on setups, too. Like every time he'd be like well i think laugh and he'd have to hold <laughs> and i've seen in episodes where ron is improvising and he's crushing and uh he'll improvise and i i swear to god i saw him once put his finger up to the audience it looks like he's just doing this like i got something else to say but i, I knew it was because they were laughing so much before he got to the punchline and he was like shut up you know? <laughs> let, me finish. Yeah, let me let me get to the joke and the only person who could say the same thing and get the same big laugh every take like wow damn that's so cool ron so deserves it i mean we've known him for years and yeah. just after he moved and just bam 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 success i mean of course who yeah. doesn't want to put him in everything i know i did <laughs> uh, after we shot the pilot of undateable we did uh we were like so we were like man i really hope this goes it was so fun for me it was like a dream come true it was like nbc sitcom i grew up watching that so i was having like and the next day ron and i had to go film this thing house party for adam divine like mm-hmm. this uh, sitcom show and Adam's like one of my best friends, so I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, look at this. This is your show. And then Ron shows up, and me and Ron are kind of like sad because we're like, I hope we get picked up. But yeah. we keep talking about it. I keep talking about it because Ron was like, could you stop bringing it up? You're making me pissed. <laughs> and so I was talking to Adam because you have to shoot these little sketches. And I was like, do you know Ron? He goes, not really. I go, oh, you're going you're gonna to break because Adam doesn't really break. Like, he never breaks. Yeah. So I said, you're going to break. And I, I go, <laughs> I always break with Ron. And he goes, he goes no, nah, I'll be fine. So the first scene we do, Ron's character, Ron, he's playing Ron, pulls out a pie from the oven. He's supposed to turn around with his oven gloves and be like, made you a pie, Adam. You know? So we're doing the scene, and it's me and Adam just fucking around. And he goes, Ron, what are you doing? And then Ron turns around with his cute face and a pie. He goes, made you a pie, Adam. And I watched Adam. Look at him and the pie and everything. And his little face. And I go, and I'm looking at Adam. I go... Okay, let it out. Let it out. (laughs) He goes, fuck. And he didn't really laugh, but it was the most you would ever see him break. He's like, fuck, we got to do that again. I I I told you it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Because I break all the time. I'm the worst. Like, this is an all-live season. I'm like the Jimmy Fallon of this show. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Like, there's, especially with Ron, like, Ron, like, and Chris, like, because Chris will do weird things with his body i didn't know humans could do and i was like and then he won't tell me he's gonna do it so that and then he'll be like why'd you laugh i go are you fucking kidding me you just did like an ostrich act out for 15 minutes i have no first off we can't use that second off of course i laugh and then ron will sit there with his little notebook and he'll be looking at his script as if he's taking notes but he's writing down alternate jokes and i go ron what are you writing down and he'll just be like you'll see and i was like no no you have to tell me because I'm going to laugh and it's going to ruin your 
fucking take. <laughs> and then, of course, he does something that's better than what the writers did. And he fucking, I die laughing. And he's like, you ruined it. And I was like, I told you to tell me what the fuck it was, Ron. <laughs> I go, of course I ruined it. You guys all know I can't handle this. I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, my God. I am absolutely looking forward to watching the live oh, show. <laughs> I messed up. We did a live hour. And I was, everybody's like, Brent's going to mess up. Brent's going to mess up. <laughs> Everybody was like, who's going to mess up? Brent, Brent, Brent. Got to the point that I was like, ha Because I was saying it first. But then I was like, the fuck is wrong with everybody? Like, now you guys are pissing me off. So I really was in my dressing room looking at the mirror, doing the lines. And I looked at myself like eight mile, like, come on, Brent. You're not going to mess up once. You're not going to laugh once. And everybody's going to be like, wow. And I go out there and we do the first scene. And uh, they, the writers have given Chris something to say that they didn't tell me. And uh, it's me and Chris going at each other. Like, I'm like, you look like a really tired Hugh Jackman, you know? And then, yeah, thank you. That was, that was, I improvised that one. Thank you. <laughs> or you look like Jesus if you lived in Seattle. I always said that, too. Like, we, we would get to do that. And then he would be like, well, you look like a Greg Kinnear character or I look like a Ken doll. But then he just says this. He goes, yeah, well, you've put on some weight since the beginning of the season. And, <laughs> And I knew that the writers gave him that, and and I didn't know it was coming. So you, if you see my face, I'm like, I don't know what to say on live television right now, and I'm laughing. Well, I was like, well, thank you for telling me or some shit. <laughs> they get they let me get him back though because we did the West Coast feed. And they go, all right, we got one for you now. And then they the Chris's were going back and forth, and I went, oh yeah, well you look like that really ugly guy from Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> And Chris and I love bust each other's balls. And as, as much as he'll dish it out, he loves, like, getting abused. Uh, so he's just looking at me, smiling, like, fuck. And he's like, well, I've never seen that show. <laughs> but but I remember I was, like, in the beginning, this, but, like, before that, I'm like, like, after that scene, I was like, okay, that's okay. You still held it together, and that's funny for the audience, but you still got this shit. Nobody's messing up yet, you know, and everybody's on top of their game like it's a play. And then this girl, Bianca, who's on the show, who's, like, a veteran, she she's next to me. She'll mess up as much as I. I do. I see her saying her line to Ron, and she's messing up a little bit, but not enough. Uh-huh. But I'm such an asshole. I'm smiling. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> I was trying I... to pull up the Eminem music for you to inspire you. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Yes. I thought I was dying. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. I see her messing up, and she goes, like something like, you know what, Shelly, all you got to do is be yourself. Say that's the line. She was like, you know what, Shelly, uh, you have to be yourself. You know, and I was like, Haha. in my head, I'm like, she fucked up. And I was like, I wasn't the first, but she really did. It was a little bit. And then I walk up, my, I'm the next person to talk. I go, oh, I have to talk. So I go, you know what, Chris or Danny? And I was supposed to say like, I got eyes so blue, I make the sky jealous. What I said was, and that's coming from a guy with eyes so blue, the sky makes the blue sky. There it is. Like it was like something so bad. And I go. Yes, that makes sense. Clouds can wink or some shit. Like, I had to backtrack, and I was like, fuck. And everybody was like, commercial break. They were like, we told you you'd mess up. And I was like, god damn it. <laughs> it got in your head. And it's like, why'd you mess up? I go, honestly, I was so locked in. But once I saw Bianca messing up, I got so excited. That I was hoping, that, I honestly was hoping she would derail. Because the actors were nervous because, you know, they don't want to mess up. Or comics were used to failing. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, fuck it. Like, if we fail, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll stumble and find it. But they don't want to mess up so she was like you really wanted me to mess up i go bianca you don't understand i wanted you to forget everything <laughs> i wanted you to sit there and like be on the verge of tears i wanted you to to swear by accident it cost us seven million dollars that's what i wanted that's what i was going to ask yeah. you about with the laughing because you know a lot of reaction when you're laughing you're like oh shit like mm-hmm. that must right. be kind of freaky especially with the live thing coming up because i know like it came from radio is yeah. there like a dump 
Uh, they have it. It's like a three second delay. Okay. Uh, but they said like if one of us swears and it gets out, it's seven million dollars a swear word. Damn. And then, uh, but they also said that if they catch it. Like, it will be silent for, like, a minute. So our boss was like, don't swear because you also ruin the show for people because they'll be like, what's wrong with my TV? Because it's not just a three-second thing. Apparently, it, like, the sound will cut out for, like, a minute, you know? Oh, damn. Oh. So it becomes So like, it has to reset. Yeah. That. It's yeah. like, so oh, it, you're God, really so fucking everything that up. That is so fucking, that's so much pressure. And I like swear you... so much. I come from a family where oh. we're all swearing all the time. Damn. And I'm always like, eh. So I was just like, Chris and I were talking, like, what if we just bankrupt the whole show by accident? <laughs> oh, God. Like, fuck, shit, cunt, damn it. <laughs> like, Brent. <laughs> like just right there there's like I can't do the math but you know 28 million yeah, right yes, I did it nice that I was good that 28 was good. million dollars bankrupt the show oh also we, all that pressure and then you know remembering your lines and yeah well we were talking about that at the live episode and I was like that was the only thing I was worried about was swearing and Ed Sheeran was on the show and he just got there and we were t- making jokes about it and I, I'm pretty sure I did the same joke I recycled the joke and uh, and <laughs> it happens and I was like seven million dollars I go well I don't have to pay for that right Bill and he goes ah, I'll make you pay. like he's joking like yeah you have to pay and then I was like oh Jesus and then Ed honestly goes. You're a comedian, right? You guys make a lot of money, don't you? And he wasn't kidding. <laughs> and I was like, ha good one, Ed. Oh, like, little buddy. <laughs> he goes, um, is that, that's a lot of money, isn't it, for you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yes. And I, he goes, oh, in England, they make a lot of money. You know, he's just being honest, like his impression. You have a really good British accent. Thank you. Well, it's really know, good. Actor, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ask for another, ask for another, yeah. ask for another, whatever the term is. Uh, Country. Ex- uh, oh, Jesus, okay. Brent's. <laughs> <laughs> An accent. What the fuck? See, I can't even. I fuck up my own lines. <laughs> fuck. What about uh, German? Can you do German? A... Ugh. Sorry, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> That's my German. How shall I so far? Hey, or something. I don't know. That was That's really not my fault. Why did I ask to play this game? Just take the compliment. Of course, it'd be like, wow, great jump shot. Want to see me dunk? And then I fucking fall on my face. Why would I do that? 360 right now. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Brent. This is how I should talk. <laughs> well, you've got uh, a Netflix special, too, that you're yes. filming. Yes, I'm filming Excellent. a Netflix special, yeah. I'm actually not supposed to say that. Never mind. I got oh, that off what? of your Twitter feed. So. Yeah, your but website. that, yeah, I guess you're right. I fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it up first. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't, I, I mean, I can, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Okay, I mean, maybe it does. Should we not say when it's filming then? We, no, we can, I need that. Okay. Um, let's, we uh, can cut that out. Because I need, it does, I can cut we'll that figure out. that out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm filming my Netflix special on uh, <laughs> uh, August 14th at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. Couldn't be more excited, and I definitely want people who actually like what I do to come, because I don't want it to be all seat fillers of people. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So please buy tickets. I know I'm not Ron. I know I'm not Chris. I'm just a poor guy from South Windsor, Connecticut, named Brent Morin, <laughs> with step. great parents who are still together. And I need this. Just understand that all of my brothers are very successful, and we all get along swimmingly, and hell, I might be in love. But please, come to my special. Because I'm wildly alone. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I have all the friends and I get to make a show of my best friends and live a dream. But please come. Gramercy Theater. And no, the tickets aren't free. They're 20 bucks. Oh, that's... <laughs> Peanuts. That's fine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The front row is $400. That was my doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's good music. That's good music. Put it back up. I got it. I'll do this. Hi. Oh, I wanted... This is my commercial for my special. The sell tickets. Hello. 
My name is Brent Moran from the NBC Undateable sitcom. Now I know what you're thinking. How does a brown-haired, blue-eyed kid like myself get anywhere in life? <laughs> it wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard. On August 14th, I'll be shooting my one-hour comedy special on Netflix. <laughs> and I could use people to sit in the audience. So do yourselves a favor. Go to my website, brentmore.in. And that's real. Because I couldn't get the .com. Someone bought my name. Bastards. But a fan actually bought my name back. So I guess I really don't have a lot of problems. But I do need you to come. So please get tickets. I'm only going to do this once until I do the next one. I promise you it'll be a good time. Do you want my little brother to die? Because he could, just in life. I don't really know if... I mean, he's not dying. or I mean, he's a doctor. He's doing pretty well. But point is, please come. Please come. August oh, you 14th. have a doctor brother? I do. Oh. I saw the figure skater brother too, right? <laughs> same, same brother. Same brother. Figure skater and a doctor? Professional figure skater turned doctor. Wow. You have a lot to live up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Older brother's a concert pianist. He played Carnegie Hall at 19. <laughs> and that's not a lie. So, yeah. Had opera wow. singers living with us in the summertime because he was at art school and just having to hear that shit all day. Oh! All that. It just like scares the shit out of you. Hey, Joe, I'm going through puberty. I don't need this shit right now in the summer. All my friends have abs and I eat Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is so real. <laughs> you, you ever gonna... knew that kid who was just like had abs, oh, but yeah. he's eating like seven pizzas? Yeah. And they still look good today. You're Hate like, one day kid. they'll look bad. But it's like, no, they're still not aging. I mean, they haven't grown up and their lives are shit, but they don't know it because they're blissfully <laughs> right. happy. Like, get... they eat Doritos all day. Yeah, day. and they get in the trucks for some reason. Like, they're all in the trucks now. And they make the new truck friends and they wear baggy clothes. <laughs> And they smoke cigarettes, but they still have beautiful teeth. <laughs> I have one coffee and I have to go to the dentist. <laughs> this well, fucking Doug funny body. <laughs> you are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I pull up so many references for the past. Doug funny. Being on a trash can. Does anybody know that song? That's my uh, song that I'm coming out to on my special. It was Doug funny and Skeeter. Was it Skeeter? Oh, I hate Doug. Who's the know. blue friend? He had a blue friend, right? Is are that the show? Oh, Doug, Doug are you talking funny. about Doug? Like yeah, the, Doug, Doug. Doug Funny. He had a blue friend named Skeeter. I think Skeeter. his name was Skeeter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why was he blue? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody questions why he's blue? It just is. That's weird. Why not just make him black? He didn't have a black friend, did he? No, just the blue one. Just the blue friend. Just the blue Did they friend. test that? They, <laughs> they go, didn't. the audience doesn't want a black friend. <laughs> but we do need to make them ethnic. What about blue? Like the most racist showrunner in the history of showrunners? <laughs> well, we could make them Asian. I don't want any Asians in this goddamn show. <laughs> It'll be blue. Everybody else is white. <laughs> and his girlfriend is going to be very average. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Why is Charlie Brown so depressed? <laughs> he had a lot of friends and a, and a great dog. He did have the best dog. Yeah. Fucking Lucy. He got bullied a lot. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah. Well, Lucy's That's a lesbian. A I mean, that was very no. obvious. She's yeah. always throwing the football at his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't very nice. Oh, Charlie Brown. Is that the right? That's not the right. What show is that? Oh, 
Charlie. That's what it is, right? I'm I, not wrong. Is it no Charlie? I think so. I'm thinking of Charlie. You guys are just being nice. Now. I have no. no idea what I'm no, saying. No, I'm just not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just not sure because of what you just said. <laughs> yes, it's not said, a thing. It didn't of make sense. That was so like was me, trying on, to... me on a first date. <laughs> hey, who's Skeeter, right? It was Skeeter? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, bitch. <laughs> like, just so, so mean. Can we get another bottle of wine? <laughs> How do you not know who Skeeter is? I was like, I don't know. Oh, Charlie Brown. You know, that's, that's Charlie Brown, right? I don't, I actually have no idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fucking bitch. <laughs> eat your steak. Eat your steak. I'm, I don't eat, I don't eat meat. I don't eat meat. Fucking bitch. <laughs> we, got, we split a dessert. You don't want dessert? Fuck. You're real thin. You know that, honey? You gotta put some weight on. <laughs> Helps the tits. Like, I'm just the most misogynistic oh my date. God. And I was like, what just happened to Brent? What <laughs> if I was the worst date ever? That would be a pretty fucking mm, terrible date. Cheers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what if you met a really nice, charming guy, but he always called your wife a bitch? Like, good to see you, Brent. Hello, bitch. How are you? It's like, well, you're so kind. Like, what if, <laughs> what if Mr. Rogers was always like that? Like, in real life. He was just like, oh, you have a beautiful bitch. Um, did he just called me. Mr. Rogers just called my wife a bitch. I'm so proud of your bitch. He's so kind. So oh, proud aren't of you a bitch. pretty little cunt? Whoa, 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 whoa! That's my daughter. <laughs> Jesus, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, this has boy. been the best way to start a Friday. <laughs> oh, I had a little coffee. <laughs> yeah, we right. just gave him a little bit, too. That's, that's all it that's was. That's all he needs. It's, it's all a I finely needed. tuned machine. That or some cocaine. <laughs> I don't do it's cocaine. It's laced in the coffee. Oh. I have too much anxiety for cocaine. Yeah. Ugh, I couldn't sound more pathetic. That's I have I too much anxiety for cocaine. That's why I can't smoke weed, because it totally exacerbates really? my anxiety. Yeah, it does the exact opposite. Like for That word is exacerbate? Exacerbate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's a doctor. <laughs> Ex- exacerbate? I'm like, yes, very good. It does rhyme God, with What a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> exacer- exacer- exacerbate? Exacerbate. Exacer- exacerbate. Yeah. That word gives me anxiety. <laughs> That's how I was at school. I, I'm not doing it. That's how I was. Like, Brent, read. Just read. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because it's just bullshit. Anything I didn't know was bullshit. I was like, I don't need to know math. Fuck. <laughs> His little brother. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I, I said to him, he just started at uh, Cedar Sinai's OBGYN. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I'm such an idiot. I was like, so when do you get to do the doctor stuff? And he was like, what? And I was like, like, if, like deliver a baby and when, when does that happen? Like, what are you doing? Like pushing papers now? And st-? he goes, no, I just delivered a baby today. And I'm like, <laughs> you can do that? He goes, Brent, I'm a doctor. And I was like, yeah, but don't you have to like go through the ranks, like start in a mailroom type shit? And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, isn't that how it works? He goes, no, you. I'm a doctor. I just, now I'm a doctor. And I go, so you go right into surgery. If I have to. I was like, I, that's too much. I couldn't do that. You just go right into surgery. Do it. Yeah, he lost, like, and, cause you, and I was like, when did you first do that? And he's like, in med school. I was like, it wasn't on, like, frogs? He's like, what? I was like, I know nothing. Like, like you don't start in open mics, you know? Like, you start off on, like, like a whatever. Like, oh, you know, he was terrible at surgery, but he's done it a couple. Now he's good. Like, yeah. type of thing. <laughs> I like, totally bombed the other day. Yeah, and I was searching. <laughs> he did lose somebody once. 
was in, in college. My mom was like, he was an EMT in college as well while he was in med school, while he was figure skating for the school, too. I don't know how he did it. And uh, I know, I know. And I'm exasperate, like, you know, completely different people. And my mom calls me and she's like, oh, Matt's a little distraught. He lost somebody today. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, he was giving CPR to somebody and they lost him. And I was like, but he's 19. How the fuck do you do homework after that? You know what I mean? Oh, right. yeah. Like, what do you, Matt, do you know what you did wrong? Yeah, somebody died and I ruined my 20s. Like, what the fuck oh, are you talking God. about? Like, you shouldn't have to be dealing with that. Yeah. You deal with, like, a drunk chick. You know, that's what you deal <laughs> with. You don't yeah. deal with, like, we lost them. T- time. You know, like, you don't do that. Oh. And I called him. He goes, it's okay. It's okay. It's part of the process. I was like, no, it's not. No, no, no. That's <laughs> terrible. How do you yeah, eat dinner? <laughs> and he's done surgeries and he talks about it like it's like he like he just saw an action movie. He's just like, oh, Brent, you won't believe how he's gay, too. That's why I keep talking in this accent. If anybody's <laughs> wondering why I have this accent, that's how he talks. And it's just how I picture him. He's like, Brent, you have no idea. Oh, my God. So this guy comes in bleeding everywhere. I take a chisel. I get to go into his knee unreal experience i'm like no 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 you're 20 that's terrifying it's like a motorcycle accident this guy we had to like put it back in a place and he's like oh great let's eat and i'm like no we're not eating we're not eating i bombed for three minutes on stage and was crying in my car once while listening to the soundtrack of once okay that's the difference that's, that's a true best, story by the way the best soundtrack of all fucking time by yeah. the way love that movie I saw um, I saw them perform when they came into town both really? of them together yeah uh, I can't remember their names but yeah I know they're, they're Irish one of them's Irish the other, the other one was like the like Roma- Romanian Romanian mm-hmm. and she was like 14 when they got together mm. really yeah it's kind of wow. a it's kind of a naughty story mm-hmm. wait they hook a up naughty story. yeah yeah really? they were together for years they actually just split up uh, about a year ago there's something about an accent that makes it okay <laughs> <laughs> you know where are we wrong you know, I know he's like, you're 14 yeah but this is my wife yeah gotta drop off at school <laughs> what bye honey like, mm, fuck uh, it's all right then it's, yeah, it's your... like uh, yeah i guess you're right i guess it's kind of magical you know what i mean it's like it's like they get away with cheating it's a very european lifestyle or something yeah i saw a movie about the uh, producer i forgot his name i think jason weintrop or it's not it's not Jason. Either way, big producer, and he's married for years. This guy from the Bronx, and later in his life, he meets this woman and falls in love with her too. And his wife said, "I know you hook up with these bimbos and shit like that, but if you're gonna hook up with some, like fall in love with somebody, let me know." And so he's like, "Honey, I fell in love with somebody. So if you want to get divorced, I get it." And she's like, "No, that's too messy." She goes, "Do you still love me?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "It's fine." So had a girlfriend and a wife at the same time and bring them to events and the wife and girlfriend are good friends. Wow. And the kids, then they cut to the kids because it's a documentary being like, yeah, I guess whatever makes them happy. I was like, there's no way that like you can deal with that. (laughs) And then her excuse was, she goes, I lived in Europe for a long time and, and my upbringing was a little different. I had a European lifestyle and I thought she just blamed Europe for her marriage. (laughs) And I was like, is that a thing in Europe where people just have girlfriends and wives? We're doing it wrong. <laughs> is that what you do, you ultimately desire? I don't know. I mean, that I, seems like a, it seems know, like a lot of work. It does seem like a lot of work. Yeah, like you listen to me. No, you listen. They're just both <laughs> arguing at you for the same thing. Yeah, no. Ugh. Oh, the swell season is the name of that band. It took me forever. The small season. The swell season. The swell season. The swell season. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The yeah. small season. Why would it be the small season? <laughs> I don't know. These bands. The These kids season. and their bands. <laughs> the swell season. I have a feeling I'm going to be divorced. <laughs> 
like at least three times. Just, I was thinking about this. Three? Well, my little brother was talking to me about this, and I, he goes, "Do you think you'd ever get divorced?" I said, "Of course." I go, "The first one will be beautiful. She'll be so hot." And it'll take me a while to realize why she's with me. Like, she'll be stunning. She'll take half. I'll kind of reinvent myself. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go for somebody else who's got, like, a good job. And she's got her own money. And so then I'll date, like, a lawyer. And she'll be pretty. She won't be, like, the first one. But she's, like, got a personality. You know, like, she wears, like, the women's, like, you know, jumpsuits. They're not jumpsuits. What do they call oh, the them? Power the suits? suits? Power suits. Power suits. Yeah. Jumpsuits. <laughs> I'm going to date a girl in a jumpsuit who works at Ringley Brothers. Um, Said so I will go out to dinner, and then she'll cheat with me with like a senator or something like that. But then somehow, because she's a lawyer, she'll take a good amount of my money. Okay, so then I will get into like I think my fifties, get a mustache, mm-hmm. have a boat, like a good boat, but that's it, <laughs> only a boat. I'll live there. I'll have a lot of young friends, and I'll tell them stories like guys, and they're like t- guys my age, you know, like twenty eight years old who hang out on my boat. They just use me for the boat. I know it, you know, but I don't say anything. <laughs> I'm in their phone. You're is happy like, for the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. I'm in their yeah. phone is like beer bitch or something, which kind of bothers me because it's like just <laughs> call me Brent, you know. Like, and I just talk about when I used to act, and then I show them pictures of my first ex, and they're like, "No way," you know. But I'll have a son with my first ex on purpose <laughs> because she's so beautiful. I don't wear a condom because in my eyes, I go, "Well, I'm an age." And then one day, everything's going to go to shit. And I could say, she'll have to drop off my kid at, like, my shitty apartment. You know? <laughs> and she'll, or your boat. Yeah, yeah, and she'll look so beautiful. And she'll be like, here's your son, okay, asshole? And I'm like, bye, babe. And I'd be like, I used to fuck that, you know? <laughs> so, There's proof right yeah, there. Yeah. And then they'll be like, no way, you're the coolest. You know, then I'm like, cool guy. And so they throw parties, they use me a lot. And then I meet this horrible-looking woman who, like, works as a bartender at the bar near the boat. You know, and I oh, go in the there. Marina. Yeah, and her name her name is like Barbara or Sal. You know, like a guy, <laughs> like Sal, and she's got like bus driver hair. She's a little, she's a little fucked. You know what I mean? Like she's has a, a giant tattoo with like a heart, but now there's like a cross through it of her ex boyfriend named like fucking Dylan, and he was like a hot guy. So we relate to that. How we've both gone downhill. <laughs> And she used to be like a star. She was like a pageant winner. And she didn't have a brain. And her mom was a bitch and abused her. Her father was odd. You know, just odd. He didn't molest, but he was like, he definitely did, but he didn't. You know, he was just a drunk and left on a motorcycle with another girl. And so we laugh one night. And I take her down to my boat. And it's a mess because, you know, all these teens. And now I have teenagers on my boat, you know, because now my son, who hates me, is starting to like fuck on the boat. And he looks good because he got a lot of her genes. And then even, even the girls was like, who's that? He's just a guy who owns the boat because I wasn't a good father, you know. Like oh, I didn't yeah. do a good job because I had a lot of personal problems, some right. drug. I got into cocaine at that point, <laughs> but I had a deviated septum because I do, and it got stuck in there, and so I would be on coke most of the, my my life. Uh, just just oh fuck, there it is. That's the nineties, you know. Yeah, I don't know. why I said the nineties, like this is the eighties, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like a little flashback. So then me and uh, Barbara or Sal, whatever her name is, we it have has sex. To be Sal. Yeah. yeah, it's Sal, and it's short for Sally, but she like Sal because she's tough, you know? We make love, and it's gross. It's not good. (laughs) But the pillow talk is unbelievable. You know? And she makes me laugh. Like, laugh, laugh. And I realize I hadn't laughed in 22 years. Exactly. And and then I I open up, and I cry for the first time in 22 years, and I tell her... This is turning into a really beautiful story. I'm a storyteller. And uh, I cry for the first time. She goes, what's wrong? And I go, you know, I used to be a comedian. And she goes, get out. You're so morbid and everything you talk about is so deep and and it's so dark and i go i know what happened and then i sit up 
And I go, well, I used to be on this sitcom. It was called Undateable. I think I remember that. We shot all live. In one episode, I, well, I said cunt. <laughs> and that's where it all went downhill. What do you mean? Don't they have a delay? <laughs> Not that day. Seven million dollars it cost me. <laughs> Ruined my entire goddamn life. God damn, you're a professional. That's my way of saying watch Undateable this year. <laughs> that, is, that is a standing ovation. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you, Sal. Mother of fuck. All right, go see Brent this weekend. Healing Comedy Club. <laughs> Before he destroys his entire life in October. See him now. <laughs> 7.30 and 10. You want to be his first wife? Go meet him there tonight. Oh, Healing God, Comedy please. Club. I love the first wife. <laughs> You're going to be pregnant because I need it. It's like an investment. <laughs> 7.30 and 10 tonight. 7.30 and 10 tomorrow night. Get oh, my God. Get tickets. HeliumComedy.com. Go. go see Brent. <laughs> my face hurts. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> this was amazing. <laughs> I right. love coffee. <laughs> Coffee's real good. Right, we'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Oh, there we go. Cut off of the other. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that was Brent. That he is made fantastic. me laugh all over again. I, I just heard this, and I'm laughing again. It yeah. was like weird, because I'm hearing myself laugh at, laughing, because we taped this a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. But then I'm laughing at the same spots that I had laughed at during the show. It yeah. was very meta. It was very weird. Very, very strange. <laughs> so Brent Morin, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, like we said. Get your tickets to go see him, or, or go see him anywhere, wherever he's going to be performing. Because mm-hmm. he's just... Amazing. And he was just such a fun person to be in the room. Like, he, yeah. he has such a charismatic energy. And I respect any motherfucker that can take something and make it uh, come around full circle. Yep. Like, it, mm-hmm. full circle is hard to do. That and was good. he nailed it. That it was, was good. amazing. It was very good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, thank you to Brent for coming in. That, that was just awesome. And if you uh, like this interview, you know, of course, you can tag him on Twitter and us and say thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. That's always cool. That is always cool, You can always Greg. do that. That's always a possibility. You know what else is cool, Sarah, though? Your segues are the worst. It's the worst today. But you know what's worse than your bad segues? Our segues in general. People who ride them, you know what's cool to ride around the city? Bicycles. I'm going to let you run with it if this is what you want to do. My segue was better. No, no, it's not a good segue. That was not a good No, it's not a good segue because you said segue. You didn't like spin off of what I said. You you took the segue and then you Changed it, but you yeah, know what? Yeah, but you I have was like discrediting segways and you know then what? saying bicycles. No, are you changed than what I said, but you know what? You might need to change are the tires on your bicycle because every now and then, you know, you need to get new tires for your bike, and the best place to go get new tires for your bike is Bike Gallery. Wow. Wow is what I said when I went into Bike Gallery and I saw all of the amazing bikes they have there. They are a fantastic store. The wow for the service. Wow for the fantastic products. Wow for uh, everybody that works there because they are amazing. And Bike Gallery is a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, Sarah. They sure are, Greg. They, they are indeed. And, I think uh, I'm going to stop by this weekend. I need to get myself a new backpack. I love my backpack that I got at back, uh, Bike Gallery last year, but I want a bigger one. I'm a ready bigger to, one. Up, I'm ready to, to, to purchase a bigger backpack, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay, well, that sounds like something that you can do and what everybody else can do is go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Bike Gallery link right there on our page, and that will take you to a discount of 10% off of anything in the store. Wow. Anything in the store. Stop flailing your arms. Anything in the store. Stop saying that. 
Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the bike gallery link. They, they really are fantastic. And uh, get 10% off. Use that, use that discount. That's what it's there for. And it also lets them know that uh, you support us and by that them. And it's all good for it's all good for us keeping the show going because we really like Bike Gallery. So go buy some that would have been a lot. You would have sold it a lot more if you didn't just stumble over that last sentence. Well, I'm not stumbling now because I got some brand new tires from Bike Gallery actually just a couple of weeks ago that are on-road, off-road, so it helps me when I'm going over rocks and makes sure that I can uh, stay steady and straight. What rocks up. are you going over in your bike? With your bike? I go over rocks. You go over ro- like street rocks? Is that what you're saying? I go over rocks sometimes. Are you comparing the rough roads of Portland with their sometimes pebbles to mountain biking? Well, I mean, I'm just saying sometimes I go over some rocks. Wow. You are really a real tough cookie. Cookies they don't have at Bike Gallery. I don't think. Maybe they do. They do. They have energy. They have like energy they do. bars. They have energy bars there that you can pick up, and that's actually something that's fantastic because you need those when you're out on a long you're bike ride. You need idiot. to pick up some energy bars, and it helps you you know, wherever you're going. And you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link, and get... 10% off of said uh, said nutrition bars. Although I wouldn't talking. use it on the nutrition bars. I'd use it on something. You know, get better savings. You know, I mean, buy something bigger and then you get more for your money. Are you done? You can't you do anything with done. All right. Hello, my friends. I could, but I'm not. No, I know you can. Just you've got to stop. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Contrary to what Keelan is saying in the chat, I am here today. You showed him. I did. Pew, 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 pew. Finger guns in your face. No, no finger guns. No. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, are you like many American citizens, torn between who you're going to vote for and this upcoming presidential election in 2016? Um, I thought everybody's voting for Donald Trump. Yeah, well, uh, well clearly, but we can't say that. Don't, oh. be, don't be propagandist, all right. right? Well, let me tell you this. There's a dark horse in the running. Uh-oh. Or shall I say, a dark cat. What? Yes, it's been announced that a cat, yes, a feline named Limberbutt McCubbins. Wait, say, say that again. A cat named Mr. Limberbutt McCubbins is indeed running for president. Now he's filled out his paperwork with the Federal Election Commission. Limberbutt McCubbins? Limberbutt McCubbins. Sounds like a certain kind of porn name. Whoa, I don't know where your mind goes to. They we don't need to Limber- talk about those dark places. Limberbutt McCubbins, what are you doing here? <laughs> Limberbutt McCubbins, I didn't know you were a pizza delivery <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right, well, let me tell you, Greg, let me tell you the platform about Limberbutt McCubbins. Uh, what sets Limberbutt McCubbins apart from the other 2016 hopefuls isn't merely that he's a five year old neutered rescue kitty. Uh, he's also not really partial to one party or the other. In fact, he started his whole, his own party. He's not a Democrat, Greg. Mr. McCubbins is a Democrat. Wow. His slogan is also very inspiring, uh, Limberbutt McCubbins. Together, we cat. One of the two campaign managers, whose name's uh, Isaac Wise, said, We're not taking donations at this time. If we later decide to take them, they'll be most likely be forwarded to the Humane Society or other organizations for animals. Uh, so what they did say is the campaign did start out as a joke. However, they did file the proper paperwork... And then things started to get more serious. Uh, the owner of the cat said, My friends and I began to realize how easy it was to run for office. And we learned about the way the FEC and the campaign finance work. And so they're actually going to try and give um, Limberbutt and the Cubbins a flying chance to be the Democratic president of the United States of America. 
Limber Butt McCubbins. Uh, they do say that McCub- Mr. McCubbins is the right cat for the job because he's ready to bring some fresh ideas to the table. Again, then the platform also uh, states for over 200 years, man has been running the show, and now it's a cat's turn to help lead the way. There's so much stupid shit, like bad shit that goes on in the world. That's why I love stupid stories like this. <laughs> it's just so dumb, but it's a distraction from all the horrible things that happen. Just I like just, what we tried our show, to make our show. I'm just happy they're getting you to say Limberbutt McCubbins over Limberbutt McCubbins. So uh, in the 2016 election, I will be voting Democrat. Why, yes, Limberbutt McCubbins, my cable isn't working. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Limberbutt. I'm just so warm in here. My AC is broken, so all I can wear is this bra and my thong. Next up, uh, out of New York City, uh, a man who was attending a Broadway show in New York decided that he was so desperate to charge his dying phone that he literally jumped on stage before a performance of uh, the show that was playing on Broadway called Hand to God uh, to try and connect his phone on stage to an outlet wow. on the stage of a Broadway play. Wow. On the stage of a Broadway play. Uh, it turns out, however, that the power outlet was part of the set and very much fake, so he wasn't able to charge it anyway. But it left uh, you know, the actors and the audience kind of baffled that someone would be that disrespectful and that ridiculous. Yeah. Who would jump on a play set? If I saw that, I would. it would be so crazy. I would think it's like part of the... Part of the play. That's what people like, thought. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, like that has to be part of the act. It's and they're going to the be like, stunt. this is why you don't plug in your phone or have your phone on during a show. I, like, like how they play before the movies. Like, right. you know, please silence your cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this incident happened uh, at a July 2nd performance of Hand to God on Broadway. So one of the audience members who was witnessing this uh, described the debacle on his Facebook post. He said, I witnessed something tonight I never imagined I would see in a Broadway theater. Uh, at Hand to God tonight, I saw an audience member get out of his seat, climb onto the stage after they'd already dimmed the lights, you know, done the light flicker to start the show, and try to plug his cell phone into a fake electrical outlet on the set. Wow. On the set of the play. Uh, the crew had to stop the pre-show music, remove the cell phone, and actually make an announcement to the other grown-ass adults in the room as to why you should not do that. So uh, the other theater goers were not very happy about this, and the man was heckled as he returned uh, to his seat. It wasn't said if he was removed from, from the theater after the incident, but... They should allow his phone to be opened up and passed around to each audience member to take whatever picture they want and send to whatever contact they want in his phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. There's a comedian that does that. I've read they'll take their phone and... Was it Burt Kreischer? I think he'll call people from other people's phones. Oh, maybe. Using yeah, yeah, it was somebody. Yeah, so you have it. Uh, yeah, so don't do that. But I don't have to tell you because you guys are smart, so I'm not even worried about it. Except for you. What? No, the one person out there that. Oh, I thought, thought you were talking to me. This. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm, that's mean. No, I didn't say that. I'm just. No, saying. you just said except for you, and you looked at me. Sarah, we're talking to lots of people here. It's more than just you in the room. Everything's about you. Oh. We'll go to a story for a, a, a woman who's not me, who's not very smart, uh, at Appling, Georgia. Appling sounds like it would be a place in Georgia. Mm -hmm. At Appling, Georgia. There we go. An Appling woman has been hospitalized after she reportedly accidentally drank air freshener that she had mistaken for moonshine. (sighs) Yeehaw! Well, according to the incident, uh, 57-year-old Neil Berry of Appling, Georgia, came home this past Sunday night to find his wife, 59-year-old Sandra Berry, in his home. Now, the couple are reportedly separated, so he was confused as to why Sandra Berry, 
was in his home. Uh, Mrs. Barry told Mr. Barry that she had drank something from a plastic bottle under the sink labeled apple cinnamon, and she thought that it was moonshine. Uh, Mr. Barry did inform her, in fact, that what she had drank was, in fact, care our, uh, excuse me, car air freshener. How old is this woman? She's 57 years old. How on earth did she make it this long on earth? It's, like, Right? Uh, how That's what I was thinking. Did she, how can she exist 57 years on earth? Where, should, where do you think uh, my hubby would keep moonshine? Oh, underneath the sink next to all the cleaning utensils or the cleaning things. So uh, she drank a bottle of uh, apple cinnamon car air freshener. Uh, she then had to reportedly sit down because she had a case of the dizzies. Then when Mr. Barry began, uh, he went on the interset, uh, internet and began researching the effects of drinking air freshener, Mrs. Barry reportedly collapsed in her, uh, from her chair. Uh, so Mr. Barry then called the county sheriff's office and put his wife in the vehicle to meet with deputies at a nearby parking lot. Why would he meet with deputies? Why, didn't he, why wouldn't he take her to the hospital? I don't know. I can see maybe why they're separated. She's drinking air freshener. He's calling the cops because she's overdosing on air freshener. Well, they are separated. They are separated. Uh, when deputies met them, Mrs. Barry was reportedly slumped over in the back seat of the vehicle and had labored breathing. Emergency responders were able to transfer uh, Miss Barry to Mrs. Barry to the to the hospital. At this time of the article, there's no word on Mrs. Barry's condition. I wouldn't think though that uh, that that would probably be good for your insides. I can't imagine. Uh, it's going to smell amazing. Your ins. Do you smell what's inside? It's going to smell like apple cinnamon. All right, and uh, finally, I'm going to end with two porn stories. Wow. I was going to start with double the two, whammy. Double whammy. <laughs> I was going to start with them, and I said, Limber to end with Butt McCubbins. Oh. <laughs> and they all star Limber Butt McCubbins. All right, the first one, no, this is about, it's about porn and technology. So I just figure everyone likes an update as to, you know, where the porn tech industry is at this particular juncture. So, these are things that have existed before. So, we've talked about this on the show. Uh, you can get... <laughs> so, there are, like, things such as sex dolls, you know, that you can get ricked with uh, artificial intelligence where you can, like, have a conversation with the doll where you can pretend like it's your girlfriend or have it say something naughty to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, now, porn has come to virtual reality headsets from the perspective of porn stars. From the oh, that makes sense. So what it is, it looks like you're, like, it's not, it's clearly not your body, it's a porn star's body. But it's from the angle to where you're looking at it as if these things are being done to you. Okay. From the first person perspective. <clears throat> I can see, I can see that being a success. All right, so you can use this on Oculus Rift and Samsung Gear VR, which uh, that's what Rick had, wasn't it? Yeah, and actually Rick did let me know that I might, I might, I might be able to borrow another one. This story has nothing to do with my enthusiasm for that. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't. All right, so the company's called Naughty America. Now, Naughty America just released its first naughty scene that can be streamed from headsets like Oculus Rift, Samsung Gear VR. The technology allows you to participate in a menage a trois as either a man or a woman, while porn stars Nikki Benz and Jacqueline Taylor get a rise out of you. (laughs) So you can actually find the preview online if you want to look for it. And if you are an owner... Of said virtual reality goggles, you can download it right now. There you go. Yeah. So uh, the technology is groundbreaking, it's being said, and the porn is immersive. Uh, But one of the shortcomings is you don't have full movement of your head or body. You can only look from side to side. Oh. But it's three. But it's fine. I'm sure it will do the job. 
I'm sure. And what job is that, Sarah? <laughs> the job. Uh, so, uh, the Naughty America CEO named Andre, I can't pronounce his last name, says our customers want to get as close to reality as they can get without reality getting in the way. So, the male and female scenes available for free over at Naughty America, and the company plans to release more in the upcoming weeks. Uh, eventually, the VR scenes will cost you a subscription to Naughty America, which Uh-oh. is about $8 per month for a, le- a year-long subscription. Do you know you what's know, cheaper? What would, be, what would be cheaper, Sarah? <laughs> what's cheaper than $8 a month? Let us be your ear porn for six ninety nine a month. I mean, God, you save like a dollar and a, and a penny every time. Sarah will say limber butt McCubbins as many times as it takes. Mm-hmm. As it takes for the job to get done. Six ninety nine a month the first week is free. A lot cheaper than that $8 you're going to spend on your right? VR porn. Right? Limber butt McCubbins. Limber butt McCubbins. All right. So there you have it. Of course, people are all, don't put the reverb on that. You're just Well, they can choose who, you know, who they want to say it. Nobody wants to hear you say it. All right. So uh, now now reviewers are saying, oh, my goodness, everyone's really excited. And one happy customer said, I am going to go broke. And I don't know if that happened. I can't say that that's not Greg Nibbler, but I'm thinking it might be. And finally, from porn to porn, this is more of not the virtual reality kind, but the actual reality kind. Just in case you're interested, I wanted to let you know. Uh, thank you to Jez for sending this story to me. So, of course, we've all heard of the website Pornhub, correct? I have heard of Pornhub. We have heard of uh, Pornhub. Now, Pornhub has been taking... It's the devil's some, work. It's the devil's work. Well, Pornhub is kind of known for uh, combining technology and public relations stunts, and mm-hmm. now they have done just that... And they've created something for anyone who'd like it and has, uh, let's see, $1,000 or $999. So uh, they're getting ready to launch another piece of hardware, which they're going to be sold in the form of what they're calling the twerking butt. (laughs) The twerking butt, which is an adult toy that promises to set a new benchmark in sexual stimulation. So uh, it basically is a robotic butt that vibrates when it's plugged in. Well, thanks to CyberSkin technology, your robotic thanks butt... Thanks to them. Thanks to them, your robotic butt will even warm itself to a temperature of 98.6 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit to match that of a human butt. Now, once you've uh, purchased This is your, way grosser to me than the VR porn. Once you've... Uh, per- Why? It's just like a dildo or something. Uh, it's just... No. Hey, if a someone has $1,000 and they want to spend it on a warm, twerking butt... <laughs> I am all for that. You do you. You do what makes you happy. All right. So uh, so once you've purchased your warm twerking butt, you can uh, pull out your smartphone and use it as a remote control for the device. How embarrassing would that be if you lost your phone? It's just like, oh, here are your apps. Oh, Periscope, Twitter, twerking butt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's plenty of things that you can control on the app. You can include the massage speed, vibration, and even the twerking rhythm. In addition, the deluxe version comes with a Virtual reality headset. Of course. So you might be able to incorporate the twerking butt with virtual reality. It's just a step away. So, yes, if you'd like that, uh, let's see. So you can get the regular model for $6.99. So I think that's one that doesn't heat up, that it just massages and twerks. The deluxe box, excuse me, um, with the twerking technology is $999. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, Just so you know. And yes, and it has all the it, it, it has the inputs, in case you were wondering. And there you go. That's your world of crazy. Oh, the weird combo of sex and technology is getting kind of crazy. 
it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Trends with benefits. We talk about that a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Digital Trends Podcast. Well, I'm so glad that host. you're doing this podcast and talking about another one right now. Digital Trends Podcast. <laughs> you can go there, digitaltrends.com slash podcasts, and you can uh, listen to the show that I host for them, Trends with Benefits. Awesome. It's a tech show. Um, all right. We have, since we didn't do a show yesterday, and we're going to talk about that for a second, too, yeah, here yeah, at yeah. the end. Um, but before we do that, we need... To get some happy birthdays um, out. We sure as hell do. There were a couple special birthdays yesterday that we yep. didn't get And to. because we didn't do a show, that's going to be an extra birthday day, by so the way. So this is like still their birthdays, basically. Via birthday rules, mm. um, I'm allowing an exception because we weren't here to wish them a happy birthday, so okay. therefore it didn't happen. All right. And that's kind of how birthdays work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, first off, we need to say happy birthday to Tony. Happy birthday, Tony! Tony! See, we told you we'd get to you. So yep. Sorry. yep. So you get an extra birthday day. Greg has decreed. Yep. So happy birthday, Extra buddy. Extra day to celebrate. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And also, another of the Rutherford clan has a birthday today. When do they not have birthdays? Right? I think they have birthdays like every month. I feel like that whole family, like every month, yet will be like, oh, no, now it's my birthday. Mm. And then you've or it's already, Gracie's birthday. Yeah, and you've gone through like so many birthdays of theirs at that point, you forget. I forget. Like, I'm oh, probably doubling up on birthdays. I thought Kersey just had a birthday, but no, now it's September. No, this is this is Mama Rutherford. Okay. This is no, Melanie. I know it's Millie. Yeah, but yeah. No, what I'm saying is it goes like that, and then... Going. You know, by the time we get back to September, we'll forget. Maybe they're tricking us and like making us wish them like happy half birthdays and stuff. I don't, I don't we know. don't know. I don't know for we sure. We just want to do what's right. Yeah. Like we don't ask the questions where it's like, oh, that's what you we'd love to provide that for uh, you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Melanie, happy 25th birthday, darling. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot, Hot damn, damn right. Bum, bum, bum. All right, um, real quick, we need to uh, talk about something that's a little bit more serious and uh, just has to do with yesterday uh, and why we didn't do a show on Thursday, July 9th, and that is because a friend uh, passed away Mm. um, tragically and and very unexpectedly. Very unexpectedly. can understand what we're saying with that. Um, One of those things that uh, just kind of hits out of nowhere that you didn't expect to happen. And, um, you know, I just I, I don't know how you get into this conversation, but just to, just to say, you know, depression is a real thing. It happens to a lot of people. It's a motherfucker. And it really, really sucks. And mm-hmm. it's really hard. And the thing with depression is you really can't deal with it on your own. You need you have to get some help, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's a very hard thing to do. I think for a lot of people is to actually go out and, and get help. But I just want to say for anybody out there listening, you know, if you ever are feeling, you know, very, very low. Uh, there are some wonderful phone numbers you can call, actually, that for uh, for prevention and for help. And even if you don't have a friend to talk to or something like that, call one of those numbers. Mm-hmm. It's somebody that's anonymous that can... Or if you don't want to look it up, get a hold of us and we'll find the numbers for you to call. Yeah. Or any yeah anything that you need. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, yeah, send us an email. Shit. If you're really, if you're mm-hmm. really feeling down, send us an email anytime, you know, and, and we'll... We'll give you a call. Um, but yeah, so it was very unfortunate, but that's why we didn't do a show yesterday. Yeah, it was it was a very hard day. So yeah, we appreciate so. your understanding. And um, yeah, and we hope you enjoyed today because today's yeah. been a lot of fun. And that's why we wanted to do mm-hmm. that. So, yep, there we go. So that's all. Well said, Greg. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So back to the fun stuff. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, don't 
forget that coming up today, we'll be drive time at the drive-in. Awesome. It's going to be on at about 5.30 Pacific time. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. The only place you can hear that because that's the only place we can play music shows. We can't make those downloadable. And it's such an amazing show. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So definitely uh, tune in at about 5.30. Awesome. And then then after that, you can go and see Brent. At, yo, yes. Mm-hmm. Go see Brent tonight. At Helium Comedy Club. And then tomorrow will be Chronicles of the Nerds right awesome. here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. So very, very cool. Oh, is Ibrahim having a signing tonight at Bridge City Comics? Well, there's another thing, too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, then we'll I put up that. that information as well. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get that up there. So head to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio, and we'll post Ibrahim's info. Which, by the way, Ibrahim's going to be on the show on Monday, I think. Yep. Yeah. Ibrahim will be in here. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. You guys are fantastic. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio.com. And we love you all. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.